0: what's up beautiful people welcome hey back to the what's up beautiful people podcast yep. this is like our 10th episode i think today yeah and we have maybe the greatest guest that we've ever had on the really podcast exciting. <laughs> don't tell that to our previous guests we <laughs> love all of our, we love guests, all so of our much, guests but, but this guy special. in particular has had a huge part in our story a huge part in um just sort of our Motto, I guess, of keep your yes on the table and where grace guides will go, and just saying yes to the crazy stuff that God calls us to do. And uh mm-hmm. he is what Amanda referred to earlier today, as we were talking about this, <laughs> getting ready for this. What did you say he was?
1: The most interesting man in the world. You know those Dos East commercials? <laughs> yeah. It's like the guy that's like done everything. He knows a little bit about everything. I'm like, this is like really mind blowing in some ways because I feel like you have done so much. It's yeah. Just, Every time I hear another story, I'm like, wow, like what has this guy not (laughs) done?
0: He's an honorary consul of a foreign nation. Uh, He is a a very decorated lawyer. He's written several books. If you guys don't already know who I'm talking about, we have Bob Goff himself, the man, the myth, the legend on (laughs) the podcast today. Welcome to the podcast, Bob.
2: Well, that is a buildup. I was just thinking about a (laughs) decorated lawyer. Like, what would you have? You'd have duct tape over the mouth and some maybe, yeah, kind of like one of those Charlie Brown Christmas trees. Uh, but yeah, I'm just so delighted to be with you guys. I, I love tracking with what you guys are doing. And uh, and I think that one of the things for not only listeners that would dive in, but you guys is just curiosity to just be mm. curious about everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, And then not everything will connect everything. It doesn't have to be this great big, let's rebuild the Ashwan Dam. Just mm. give somebody who's thirsty a cup of water.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's
2: like that's the, where it gets really practical, not going across an ocean, but going across the street. Yeah. You'll find that everywhere for those uh, that are listening where faith guides their steps, like that'll resonate with you.
0: love uh, that, man. I've talked that's to good. a lot of
2: people that want to go to the ends of the earth, but they actually don't know the person that lives just at the end of their street. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. No guilt or shame in that. Just be like, just yeah. go down. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Lie. Say you need a cup of sugar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> isn't it a wild oh, okay. thing like i grew up and that was a regular practice for my family like can you go next door and borrow a cup of sugar borrow a cup of milk borrow an egg borrow some butter and like we just don't really do that anymore knowing it's such a wild yeah. thing yeah it's not yeah, there's
2: something about uh part of it is just knowing your neighbors yeah a like, hundred years ago everybody would like kind of knew who was yeah at the farm next door um but here there's an uh, autonomy that we have and I totally get that me yeah. too um yeah. however it's just good uh, to figure out some way to get them together so what we'd started it was 26 years ago because I'm older wow. uh was a parade <laughs> we started 26 years ago is just me and sweet marie and our little kids uh, and we walked from the cul-de-sac to our front door, which was eight houses on our street. Amazing! Uh, but then the next year we had a couple more people and a couple more people. And the only rule in the parade is everybody has to be in it and nobody can watch. <laughs>
0: uh, I love it.
2: Yeah, yeah. So now I think uh, the last time we did it, there were 800 people. So That's by the time name. everybody lines up, we're at our house. <laughs> 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 so everybody just takes one step and then like, woo. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. So, but that idea is that everybody gets out and meets each other. And That's I so fun. Something beautiful about that. One time, a police officer came and asked if we had a permit, and we said, "Well, no, but will you be the grand marshal?" I <laughs> love <laughs> it. I, love I always it. get the uh the fire truck comes down. I. I tell them, you know, either way you're going to be here, like don't make me do a felony (laughs) like 911. That's Uh, so fun. But there's something beautiful. Everybody just kind of makes
0: time. uh, That's cool. That's awesome. We did a similar thing um, a couple years ago. We sort of organized a huge huge group of people to just go uh, Christmas caroling. Like I love Mm -hmm. Christmas and I love to sing and we loved – so we just got the neighborhood together and went – door to. it's sort of like – You know reverse trick-or-treating like you're just you're giving we baked a bunch of cookies sang a christmas song gave them some cookies it wasn't for really anything it was just because you know we wanted to meet our neighbors and you know it was kind of fun so we became known as the the singing you know christmas carol family or whatever but you know we have seven kids so we have a parade on our own already so
2: what will happen when you, you just give this one touch this is this one interaction they had with you and yeah. the whole universe of their experience with you, mm. and they go like, "Oh, it's that family." So, anybody's yeah. listening, don't just agree and think, "Wow, what a swell idea!" Just say, "Hey, what what can I do?"
0: What's uh, our thing? Yeah, just
2: wrap up a present, make a pecan pie. If if your neighbor doesn't want it, I do.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's awesome. So, how
0: do you go from being being a lawyer to now? I mean, obviously, there had to be some transition years. There had to be some sort of like aha moment or calling moment, or you're presented with an opportunity that you're like, what do we do? Like, what did that look like for you? Cause I mean, we're coming up on, we just, I I saw you posted 20 years of, of Love Does, which that's amazing. Credit credit,
2: to all the people that are in these different countries that are doing the courageous work. I mean, I'm just thinking Mm -hmm. about right now, as you mentioned that we've got uh, teachers who uh, took one week off when the Taliban took over in Afghanistan. But they went right back and we had wow. a couple hundred little girls in classrooms and chairs in a, a place that is hostile to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the people in leadership uh, were contacted and they said we could do it. Um, wow. And that's amazing. so that idea of trying maybe for everybody to say, I don't want to make a headline. I want to make a difference. And I think mm. that, at the core, that's what everybody wants. Uh, but we don't know what to do. And we, or we just think it's, there's somebody else sitting at the cool kids table or something. And say, so, like, what if we just get engaged with the things that are around us? The person next door who lost a loved one, uh, uh, the mailman who are uh, mailmans, he's just not a detailed guy. Uh, and he just <laughs> delivers the mail to everybody. But as a result of that, all the neighbors know each other. Because yeah. he at five yeah, i five in the middle of the street and just <laughs> hand everybody mail to the right person. That's uh, awesome. But but to find those things and then just stay curious. Uh, I'm just looking at right here. Like I've got uh, a book right here. I took uh, everybody always one of these books and translated it into Korean. And so we sent cool. to Kim Jong-un. It, That's it's amazing. isn't hard to get? Wow. And it'll, uh, yeah. I'll have a letter and it'll just say, Do you want to meet? Um, and wow. the chances are pretty low, but like, kind of like, <laughs> but you never know, so yeah. Saying, I have a chance. <laughs> no, but like that idea of just say, instead of watching it unfold on the news, why don't we participate? And yeah, we find a thing, a little bit of whimsy, and yeah, uh, but I'm not saying you need to go do something big, and I'll promise you this you will not see any selfies. If he were to say yes, <laughs> <And> quietly, <laughs> yeah, do something, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, find uh find something you can do something in your community, something where you have an opportunity yeah. uh, and do something about it. I was sitting on our uh, back porch here. We're down by the water in San Diego and these people were walking down the path and they just looked exceptionally sad. And uh, I just pick up uh, the like tells and their head was low and their shoulders are down. So I went out and I'm like, I'm not trying to interfere, but it just looks, you guys look bummed. Like, are you guys okay? Uh, and they said, we're actually emergency room doctors. This was in the middle of COVID and uh, they were just totally worn out for understandable reasons. Uh, but they said, we're supposed to get married today. And mm. so the church canceled, the reception canceled. Aww. And I, I I pointed out at the end of the doc, I said, I got a boat and I got a piece of paper that I like, I can do it. let's marry you and they yeah. have the coolest cheapest wedding ever oh, and we uh, their family members like can line up on the shore and oh, just really
0: that's and amazing feet
2: apart and cheering. <laughs> so just get your head on a swivel think about yeah. how you could take a genuine interest in other people yeah Paul talking about it, a friend of his, Timothy. And he said, that was the outstanding characteristic Timothy had. He was a Mm. guy who took a genuine interest. So like, Mm. like literally track with the Miller family, see what you guys are up to. Yeah. Take an interest. If there's a way to intersect with the many things you're doing,
0: jump on it. Yeah. That's awesome. Something that you and I have a lot in common and I actually write about it. (laughs) I've got a copy of this. This little book right here, uh, The Art of Getting It Wrong. It's actually three months old today. So I'm pretty pumped about that. But there is a...
2: I like your reference to a dopamine hit. That's <laughs> just, like, was, like, what a great reference. <laughs> but, like, I didn't know as much about prefrontal cortex and amygdala <laughs> and what chemicals were going off. But this is very instructive for an Enneagram 7.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, this is where I'm headed with it. So because it, that's, that's what we have in common is that we're both... Enneagram seven. And, uh, I talk about it a little bit. You're uh, a guy you've got doing your fundraiser. You you talk about him a lot. Um, Ryan O'Neal from sleeping at last, you know, he wrote that Enneagram seven song. And, uh, I listened to the podcast. You were on the song, yeah, which is so cool.
2: Know, is I, was I squeezing a balloon
0: or doing it was something, something like know, super random. And I was like, that's yeah, incredible the Easter eggs. planted <laughs> into the
2: songs. That was cute.
0: But I love, you know, uh this the the chapter Watch Your Blind Spots. It it talks about me being an in an Enneagram seven and just sort of the, you know, propensity that I have sometimes to be looking at the future and what's next and what are we gonna do and how are we gonna at maybe, you know, uh not necessarily know how to be present sometimes, you know what I mean? And uh and I, I love the lyric, you know, he's I'm ready, I'm restless, and I'm hungry, I'm ready for whatever comes next, is, you know, that song. And I'm just curious because, uh, you know, for me, that's been a really big learning journey uh, is is learning to be here, you know, know that like, you know, I can't really control tomorrow, but I can't really get anything done tomorrow either. I can only get anything done right now. How do I dream big but also be present and undistracted you know you you just released a book called undistracted it's a phenomenal book uh i'm the guy who literally was listening to undistracted i think i told you this before i was i was putting it on on audible to try to listen to it and i'm getting a drink from starbucks and as i'm listening to undistracted i get in the wrong car (laughs) in the parking (laughs) because i was so distracted trying to listen to undistracted is the greatest thing so um You know, I think uh, something that has helped me over the years is being married to Amanda because she really does help me to remember that I have enough, that, you know, the things that I need to hear that shape me and that, and I'd be curious, you know, you're a couple years ahead of me uh, on some of this and, you know, what does that process look like for you to be this huge dreamer who does so much and who uh, has accomplished so many things and impacted so many people and yet... You're married to sweet Marie, you know, like, and, and you have three kids and like, you know, how do you, how do you balance that? What have, what have been your like biggest things like takeaway for your marriage, for your family, for your just life in general, being who you are?
2: Yeah. Among the things that come to mind, uh, are, uh, there's a prayer that Jesus had. He was kind of talking to his dad and he said that his prayer is that we, like all of us would be one. And uh, I'm learning in marriage. 35 years, three weeks, four days. I've counting up. I think she's counting down. <laughs> uh, the um, uh, the oneness doesn't mean sameness. Mm-hmm. So that's a great like to hover over that for a second to say we're not supposed to be the same that we could be one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just got back from Texas, and uh, Marie and I didn't talk about where I was. We talked about how I was. So mm-hmm. Talk about where then you'll end up having that kind of relationship if you talk about how you are uh then it's helping and if you need a prompt i wear like i'm holding this up to you i wear a mood ring and so <laughs> uh, yeah so it's like green with a little blue right now and so she'll just say so what color is your ring and so we uh, I like talking that. about where i am it makes us feel far apart because i could be in Kabul or mm-hmm. <laughs> Mogadishu. but if i'm like how i am that makes us feel really close together so it's, uh, I would call it, isn't just whimsy. It's a strategic whimsy. Hey, yeah. So it's this planned spontaneity. I'm looking at a whiteboard here in this room that I'm sitting, uh, in, and I got 23 things that I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, so some of those have some parts because, uh, love does is one of the 23 and they're up to a number of different things. So there's some pieces underneath that. Um, but these are the ones, and I kind of scan it to just say where I'm at, which one needs a little nudge, which needs a little attention. And then I try to bring people along with me to say, hey, is there, is that shimmer to you? Is that something you want to do? Um, because I really want people to do what they want. So uh, we just hired somebody uh, to help out. And uh, they said, well, so what's the job? And the answer is like, I don't know. What are you good at? I love it. Corollary, what do you not suck at? Like, but what we want people to do is think that they're good at. And so, like, we just kind of moving it around to find something, and somebody just kind of claims dibs on something, not because I told them this is what you're doing, but to Mm -hmm. say, I don't know, does that shimmer to you? Mm -hmm. I love it. It it does. So, you can be both winsome and super high functioning. Yeah. Sometimes the miscue is that somebody that's like, full of adventure and ideas and all that, that they wouldn't have underneath that veneer, which is an authentic veneer, a mile of strategy.
0: Yeah, exactly. So,
2: like, this isn't just going to be, uh, you know, I happen to ma- mail it, uh, I happen to mail the same thing to Putin and I happen to mail the same thing to like, you pick the leader yeah. that's in a civil war, like that would be strategic. And yeah. it's just me having called somebody to translate it into that language. 6 Amazing. months ago and they just popped out. So I would Unreal. say to just know why you're doing what you're doing is a great yeah. vetting because if you're doing it because you just have a bunch of energy, we don't need a bunch of like red bulled out over caffeinated people. Uh we got a lot of those. Uh <laughs> but to have really intentional people that know yeah. why they're doing, they're saying, I'm not just saying will it work? The vetting is will this last?
0: Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, will
2: this matter? Does this have shelf life? And loving people always lasts. It just does. It's yeah. starting with the person across the street. The mm-hmm. thing that won't make any headlines and you wouldn't want to make a headline anyway cuz just screw it up.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's good, that's man. So good. I love that.
1: Yeah, it's it's just really encouraging because I think that's a big conversation that we have been having especially in this more recent season is how to slow down and be more intentional. Um, and what we're doing and the, the the people around us, whether that's our children or our neighbors, um, like just really wanting to be more intentional about what we're doing because it can be so easy to get caught up in life and feel like life is happening to you Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, being able to go out there and make intentional choices on how to love people and how to love God and how to, to do life in a way that you feel like you're. You are accomplishing something not because you're right. able to make this big headline, but because you feel like you're you're chasing after what God has designed you to do. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And so. you can uh,
2: surround yourself with either prompts or reminders, a mood ring. I wear a Mickey Mouse watch. I love that. Uh, have you ever walked into a room and nobody's smiling? I'm like me and G- me and you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you I love, love that. that. And, oh, here's another super practical thing. Uh, I drive a. Uh, 1971 Volkswagen bug, uh, and it's not like an awesome one, it's just <laughs> it just goes slow, it yeah, does not have hurry in it. Um, <laughs> and it's not driving it because it's a classic, I just drive it because it's a cheap car that'll get me there and you can <laughs> replace the engine for 400 bucks. And I just liked it, that was my first car, it was a wow. 71. I'm amazing, that old, uh, and then so. What I want us to do is you can slow down the cadence in your life by just trading in your wheels instead of being so in a hurry. One thing I uh, quit, I went kind of uh, straight on was not making appointments. So that was Mm -hmm. a super helpful pivot for me instead of saying when somebody says you want to have coffee then they'd say like, how about three? And then how about here? How about there? How about four? How about one? Blah, 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 blah. So what I do is I just, I tell people where I'm going to be. And then uh-huh. on Story Island, Wednesday, uh, 10 to three. Um, and so if they want to come by there, they're terrific. If they don't, then terrific. And so tell people the arc. What if you are listening and think I could just do away with appointments. Can you imagine a lawyer that doesn't make appointments?
0: <laughs> I mean, Chaos. So a little
2: unconventional. Yeah. And, and people will think of that as being eccentric, but it's actually being strategic.
0: Mm. Well, it forces people to honor your time too, in that regard. Like, cause sometimes I think, um, w- w- someone like me, like I really get excited about hanging out with people and all that. And I can, bu- I can book up my time, like maybe too much, like back to back meetings or whatever, and I don't build enough margin in, a, for me to rest, for me to even process the last meeting before I'm going into the next meeting or whatever. And then I'm not really fully present in the meeting that I'm in. And maybe I'm late, which isn't honoring their time. You know, there's just so much to that. I think I think there's something cool about you are you inviting people into what you're doing. Uh, you know. That's I pretty cool. A real
2: practical uh, way to stay at, like this high value of availability is I just put my cell phone number in the back <laughs> of uh, quite a few books, uh, yeah. and so I get I don't know hundred calls a day. I've gotten yeah. three while we've been talking. That's um, so crazy. And I don't feel bad for not taking these uh, calls because we're talking and it would be disrupting what we're doing. Right. But like just that idea to live your life with just constantly being interrupted. Now for some people, I'm married to one, that would not be a good idea. (laughs) Um, However, maybe for you, you'd say, actually, those kind of interruptions are beautiful. I always just like answer the phone with a ton of anticipation that maybe there's a way to be helpful or that somebody's got a quick question or just wanted to say something that mattered to them. Yeah. And so there's a way to like, kind of land the plane in a minute or two. To just mm-hmm. say, hey, I don't have as much time as I wish I had, but uh, like, here's my email address, like Bob Goff at Bob Goff. See what I did there? So <laughs> it's super easy. And then I remember uh, that singer. Oh gosh, it was 25, 30 years ago. Keith Green that died way yeah. too young, and yeah. he wrote me three sentences before there was the internet wow. in a letter. He just, I wrote to him. He wrote me three sentences, and I felt like such a boss. Because Keith Green had wrote to me three sentences. And I ain't Keith Green. But everybody that writes to me a couple hundred a day get Mm -hmm. three sentences. And it's not the same three sentences. But that, for me, is a great way to kind of put into practice what I'm saying is a high value. So you could say uh, loving people is a high value. But if if your life is scheduled so they never note it. You don't want to keep that the best kept secret.
0: (laughs) Well, and you do, you do a great job at that. I mean, you're actually preaching, uh, practicing what you preach for case in point 2016, Amanda and I were on our anniversary trip to Jamaica and I bought this little book called love does. And I was just sitting on the beach reading love does. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, see your phone number in the back of the book. (laughs) And being the guy who's like, you know, ah, maybe he'll answer, you know? <laughs> oh, so you called? How funny is that? Well, I didn't call. I texted oh. you. Oh. um uh, get
2: well, text messages? Well, actually like, what yeah.
0: I did, I did, I actually, uh, I, I, tweeted at you on Twitter. Oh, okay. I'll get those. Yeah. And uh, you responded. You followed me back and responded. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like this book, because we were talking, we were literally in the process at that point of praying through, um, we had five kids at the time and we were talking about uh, adopting from China at that point. And we were looking at kind of older special needs, ended up, you know, as a, a big part of those conversations that came from us reading Love Does uh, on our anniversary vacation trip to Jamaica is that we started the process to adopt Penelope and Lincoln our, our two kiddos from China. And so, I mean, just, there's all these little tie-ins, you know, um, even just with, uh, with the book, uh, the art of getting it wrong, we were reading, uh, dream big. And I was like, I think it's time to like write another book, you know? And, um, cause I had it in me for a while, you know, yeah. and,
1: So anyway, you've made a huge impact on our life.
0: uh,
2: Like for people listening to just live a noteworthy life, not like Mm -hmm. I invented medicine or fire or one of the elements, uh, but instead that you're just taking notes on your life. Yeah. Uh, Somewhere I was reading or heard or something that the Mona Lisa does not have eyebrows. And (laughs) that just blew my mind.
0: That's so weird.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I I need to see
0: this. This is actually, I'm going to Google right now.
2: Yeah, that they uh, put it, uh, you know, under the magnifying glass to see like, what's the deal? She used to have eyebrows, but can you just picture the Frenchman cleaning it? Uh, And then the left eyebrow went away. So he's like, yeah, yeah. So she used to have eyebrows, probably big old caterpillar ones. And (laughs) they just, oh my gosh, hard. And they went away. No No way. (laughs) What does that have to do with anything in your life? It doesn't matter. I would write down the Mona Lisa has no eyebrows. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Or the phone number for the White House. I don't care who's buying yeah. it at the time. Just write it down 202 456 1414. It's always that. been the number. It always will be the number. And I like that idea to be just engaged and then to say uh, to your kids or your loved ones or the ones around us, like, let's contact some people that are having a rough go at things Yeah, Uh, and they just go to their, like if the two of you went with all your kids to Washington, D.C., that you could make in eight hours, eight appointments at eight embassies. uh, And then whenever you heard of that country, you'd go like, oh, I know the ambassador. It's not (laughs) not a practical joke. It's just like, you'll actually get to know these guys. You'll end up loving the countries more because you'll have a touch point with them. And uh, that kind of strategic whimsy, I think, Mm -hmm. goes a really long way.
0: Yeah, that's That's, incredible. That's so cool. So how has for you, um, because obviously we're a huge family and a lot of our kids are becoming adults, Uh, you know, like our oldest is 18. She moved out, uh, moved to Florida, moved back home, which is great for us. But, you know, we're sort of making that transition right now from having like, young kids. And, uh, you know, you do the 10 year birthday trip, uh, you talk about in your book, we do a 13 year birthday trip with our kiddos and just spending as much time as you can, like making those memories and, and making that kind of young child impact on our kids. And now as they're switching over to being adults and older teenagers and stuff like that, I'm curious, like, I, I think you have some of your kids that work with you, right?
2: Oh yeah. All on your the team? kids live within yeah. about five minutes of our house. That's amazing. And, uh, one of them runs this retreat center we have, uh, and he does a bunch of other stuff, but that's among the things that he does. I love and, it, uh, it's just so, uh, it's been neat to just collect experiences that you share together. Yeah. And then like our kids are 30, 32 and 34 now. Wow. And, uh, we made them. And then they married some people, so then that was three turned into six. And then they made some people, so six (laughs) turned into nine. Um, And so Marie and I, so I'm the pastor of a church of 11. Um, I love it. So what I want to do is to say, what if we actually work this thing? We've got this family. Everybody's getting older. We have some new additions to the family. Let's uh, bring somebody in. We've arranged for a friend of ours who knows a lot about the Enneagram to come yeah. in and do an overnight. And we're just going to talk about how wildly, wonderfully different we all are and stay ahead of it instead of, uh, uh finding the rip and then looking for a repair and yeah. To say, what if we get ahead of it and to say, wow, like, so I'm, That's Tigger, so good. and it must be really hard to have always been around Tigger. <clears throat> Maria on the other hand is the wise owl yeah Uh, so and then if we've got somebody if they if you're going down poo you'd say who do you identify most with? yeah are you like kanga are you more like rue are you eeyore do you have some of that like an enneagram four yeah like great country western right but all that (laughs) self-loathing is like very difficult to live with so can you see (laughs) how what a great thing to just celebrate Uh, how we are and how we're the same or how we're a reaction to having been raised by Tigger. Then my daughter then married somebody who's a beautiful reaction to that, a lot more stable and smart and all that. So, and celebrate that. So I would say, as you guys are going through this transition, uh, to uh, like to take that same leadership you did when they were all young, Mm -hmm. when you were making all the calls and still set that up, like curate your family in the 20s that. and 30s and 40s. And um, that's yeah, fair. that's our plan.
0: That is that so is, good. That's, that's awesome. I love that.
1: I love the, again, it goes back to being intentional, right? And being intentional with your family. And especially when you do have a big family, like there's going to be a lot of different personalities. And so being able to be intentional about understanding how different people work Mm -hmm. and being able to honor that and help people come alive in the way that God's created you to be and, and how to be intentional about the way that we interact so that you can really thrive. That is, that, that's something that we talk a lot about, you know, just really wanting to be intentional and present and helping our children blossom in the ways that they are. And I do think the Enneagram helps to, to do that. It helps you to understand who you are and helps as your kids get older, kind of understanding maybe the way that they are designed as well.
2: yeah yeah Yeah. it can be a little peg to hang your hat on uh not that it's the end-all be-all but right oh wow there's like different ways and so Mm -hmm. god doesn't try to control what he creates so he isn't controlling me or you robotically to just say Mm -hmm. so now do this and do that Mm -hmm. uh but sometimes as parents we try to control what we create yeah particularly if we don't understand so you know child number three is doing this bender, like, wow, then you (laughs) go into control mode for a Mm -hmm. bunch of good reasons. You want them to, you know, arrive into their thirties with most of their appendages intact. (laughs) So, but, but then if you try to control somebody, they have two opportunities to respond to that react, right. And rebel or comply. And I'm a little bit more concerned about the comply mode because at some point they're going to stop complying. Mm. Yeah. Like it happens in big or small ways, but you say I am done complying. So that idea to just be ahead of it and say, I'm just trying to, I don't want to control you yet. At the same time, I feel this responsibility and this is amateur night. I don't know how to be a parent. Uh, it's my first time through, it'll be your first time through later, but while you're under our roof, I, let me just think of some guardrails we'll put up and we'll Mm -hmm. just say, if you want to be in the, you'll always be part of this team, but if you want uh, to feel the position, uh, of confidence, then these would be kind of some of the outer edges of the guardrail. My preference is that you wouldn't ricochet off the outer edges, of that, but, uh, but you decide. So yeah. you'll just see me a little bit more tense as you're ricocheting off the outer edges. Yeah. <laughs> so having a just a authentic conversation to your kids, I just think mm-hmm. that would just create such a beautiful thing for them to replicate later.
0: That's so good, man. Yeah. That's really good.
1: That
0: well, you've got 23 things on your whiteboard. What are you most excited about? That's probably the good way to like end out this podcast today. Like what's getting you really pumped right now? It's grandkids like that mm. is my next thing. If you put this, uh,
2: will it work or will it last? So, yeah. I spent a lot of my life, and the assumption has been that dad is gone and on his way back. And mm. I'm trying to change the assumption in my life to the assumption is that I'm here and then about to be on my way. Mm. And so, I remembered uh, uh, son number two called up and he, I, uh, he called up and said hey how are you doing he said i just figured you you were at home and i was like yes
0: <laughs> that's so good
2: Five years the assumption yeah. uh, was that i'd be elsewhere uh they knew yeah. i was coming home but it just like so i just at a real practical level for listeners you could just say so what are the assumptions people make about you maybe mm. the assumption is that you're on edge because mm. you've just been on edge you're just wound pretty tight if you want to change the assumption, I don't know what or get a puppy, but like do something. I don't know, maybe they'll make you more on edge. <laughs> 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 we bought this dog. I'm telling mm. you, it could walk across three IKEA carpets just to take a dump on a Persian rug. <laughs> oh <my laughs> like, this will do. So, uh, but find the, a way to change the assumptions people are making about you. And I they can make assumptions about your faith, they can make assumptions about fun or family or finances or whatever. But if you wanna change those up, uh, you need to identify who is it that I'm turning into? Who do I wanna be? Mm -hmm. And I just wanna be a grandpa. That's my like big aspiration. That's why I write books. I uh, love because it because someday I'm going to end up in a jar. I hope that's a while from now, but I want something to lean up against it. The yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> so dude in the jar. This is what he thought about everything. Your, your cremation <laughs> jar is just a bookend. Yes, that's it. Yeah. I love it. So, but to be really intentional and winsome, um, yeah. we geocache stuff for our kids everywhere. I hope they're not listening. Um, but uh, they don't know. It's like stapled to our will all the latitude and longitude of things we do wow. around the world. And I don't tell them what to do. I remind them of who they are. Mm. And so, uh, man, your listeners are one pickle jar away from burying something that'd be really beautiful. We got more than dead pets buried in our backyard. I want my <laughs> kids to know who I think they're becoming. That's I want them awesome. To see, this is what I saw. And that kind of intentionality. It's very winsome. You know, it'll pass the test of time, um, uh-huh. and I think that's how you guys demonstrate that in your family. So keep it up. I'm yeah, here for you. I'm learning a lot from you guys. I got your book. <laughs> I read <a> cover, <laughs> cover. I learned so many new things. I'm like, that's a good book. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's like thoughtful, thought provoking. It was good.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah. It really does mean. And you're going to be in Nashville in a couple weeks, right? Evidently. so maybe yeah. i'll get to take you for that coffee that i totally totally uh flaked on <laughs> when you in town last time on, that, would be awesome. <laughs> so, that would be awesome man well thank you so much for your time bob and yeah. we're gonna put all the links to all your stuff which is considerable uh in the show notes so people can connect with you online and all that kind of stuff like that make sure you do that guys and uh we love you dude so
1: yeah thank you so much I really love you guys and-
0: Keep up the good work. You're killing it yeah and guys you. if you are watching this and have not already subscribed to the what's up beautiful people podcast we'd love for you to do that you can do that here on the family made network YouTube page you can do it on uh, Apple podcast Google Podcasts, Spotify podcast wherever you listen to your podcast we'd love for you to do that we're back here next week uh, with a self-professed Eeyore uh, Enneagram for uh, Scott Sauls will be on next week so you're gonna want to miss that either oh, oh, but uh, when you said Eeyore he, he's got a new book too oh, and he talks about guy. being the Eeyore he's awesome i love yeah, it so he's
2: deep but for a guy that has uh like he's in touch with how he's feeling and yeah but boy the depth that, that yeah guy oh yeah wow yeah. he's a good so, guy yeah he give is give him a high
0: five for me Well, do man <laughs> we love you guys see you next week